जय राधा जय राधा यशोदनंदन जामुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव जय कुंजबीहरी जय राधा जय कुंज हरे कृष्णा गुड मॉर्निंग हरि जागो इट्स जस्ट प्रभुपाद मॉर्निंग प्रोग्राम इट्स वट वी डेड एवरी इयर आफ्टर इयर बट गेटिंग टुगेदर एंड कैंड ऑफ गिविंग इट द मूड ऑफ अ फेस्टिवल इज इंस्पायरिंग एंड इट ड्रैग्स इवन ओल्ड पीपल लाइक मी out of our usual routine right listen it's a nice thing about a oh wow that really is going okay it's a nice thing about a festival right it takes us out of our routine and puts us into a new atmosphere and in this case the atmosphere is a, a very beneficial one it's the atmosphere of the morning program of greeting krishna radha and krishna at mangalarti uh, just um kind of arranging ourselves around Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet for the morning and hearing Krishna katha um there used to be a letter posted uh on the hallway here in this temple back where the uh pot washing area is now it was a letter from Srila Prabhupada and he uh he was writing to the temple president here saying that okay it's your responsibility to make sure that everyone attends the morning program and that everyone chants their 16 rounds and reads the shrimad bhagavatam and follows the four regulative principles and uh, he said they have to attend the morning program he said because without the morning program there's no question of spiritual life i mean of course there is some spiritual life whenever we chant hari krishna anywhere but the point is that the morning program is so um astonishingly uh, refreshing and um it gives a, a a boost that you really can't get in any other way yeah. getting up early in the morning even though you're sleepy and then you know taking the japa beads in your hand and and just putting the mind on krishna wow amazing um ओम ज्ञानतिमरंदनाशलकय चक्षुरन्मिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम एवरी वन प्लीज ओम ज्ञानतिमरंदनाशलकय चक्षुरन्मिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम सो द थीम ऑफ टुडे इज so this is a greeting so even before i tell the story associated with this i'll uh teach this to everyone or just ask you all to say it now i just heard prabhupad say this i haven't actually seen it in writing so i'm not sure about the pronunciation of the first two words um i listened to it very carefully a number of times 
Um, maybe some of you who are native uh, from India, you might know the pronunciation, but it's in Sanskrit. Oishtam jatam punarjanma jayaya. Yeah. So, oishtam jatam punarjanma jayaya. Right? So you meet someone in the morning and you say, oh, Haribo, oishtam jatam punarjanma jayaya. It means, how's it going in your um, your quest to conquer over birth and death. Um, right, so, uh, of course, this quest to conquer over birth and death is the business of a devotee. And uh, it's the business of a brahmana. And all of us, uh, as soon as we take a japa in our hand, and as soon as we read Srimad Bhagavatam a little bit, um, we become brahmanas. Maybe not instantly, but we, we're taking steps towards becoming brahmanas. A brahmana is someone who is fully absorbed in spiritual consciousness. Right? Um, not someone who's born in the family of a brahman. That doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything. Well, it means something. It means, it means that the person has a chance to be introduced to the culture of brahminical spiritual life. But by itself, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That means you have a chance to, to get a taste, to get introduced to the culture. But if you don't take it up, then you're not called a Brahman. You're called Brahma Bandhu, right? friend of a Brahman. Right? Yeah, oh, I know a Brahman. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not one myself, but I know one. <laughs> I know a few. My parents are brahmanas, but I'm not one. Or my relatives are. So, um, you know, this is a, um, a pretty fundamental point for us uh, uh, that Krishna describes in Bhagavad Gita, that one becomes um, a brahman or a vaishya or kathriya or shudra or any other qualification, Entirely and solely by their activities. If you're, if you're born in the family of a shudra, uh, or worse, you're born in America um, as a malacha, right? You grow up eating meat and taking intoxication and you know every bad thing, and those things are taken as normal here, right? Um, then. Uh, but if you, if you take up the chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, boom, you become a Brahman. Right? Um, if you're born in the family of Pakka, Brahmana, Smarta, right, in, you know, Mathura or, wherever, or some other place, Kashi, um, and your family is always performing every ritual, but uh, you go and, you know, take up negative habits, you know, smoking BD. Then immediately you lose, the quali you lose the title of Brahmana. You're no longer a Brahmana. Even though we're proud of our birth and family. But Krishna says, no. Mm -mm. 
to be a brahmana, you have to do this. Samadama, tapa, shaucham, kshantir, arjavam, evacha, jnanam, vigyanam, ashtikyam, brahma, karma, svabhavacham. So he says all these beautiful qualities. Samadama, you have to be equal to everyone, you have to be tolerant, you have to be peaceful, you have to perform austerity, tapas. Shaucham, you have to be very clean, both in your, not just in your body, but in your mind also. Right? Um, and you have to have jnanam, you have to study and become learned, and vigyanam, you have to apply that knowledge, you have to practice what you learn, otherwise it doesn't get any value. That's vigyanam. Uh, and uh, you have to be very faithful. And then you're called a brahmana. There's lots of places where there are different descriptions and definitions of a brahman given in different ways. But in general, the idea is that you have a, a brahman or any other caste. Actually, there's no such thing as caste. Um, there's mm, varnashrama. That was going to be another theme of today's talk. Okay, so we all know, <laughs> we got on a long circle here. We were starting out by saying, this is the business of a brahman. Aishtam jatam. Punar Janma Jayaya. So, uh, I don't know the meaning of these first two words, Aishtam Jatam. Aishtam, um, I don't know, maybe it means hey. <laughs> uh, does anybody know these, the meaning of these first two words in Sanskrit? Hmm. But the, the, the last three words are very clear. Punar Janma Jayaya. So, Punar means to repeat something, right? And Puna uh, Puna, again and again. Right? Uh, janma means birth or birth and death, right? Taking birth in a material body over and over, or animal body, human body, demigod's body, demon's body, whatever it may be. And Jayaya, Jayaya means to conquer over something, to have victory, right? So Punar Janma Jayaya. Aishtam Jatam Punar Janma Jayaya. How's it going? Um, it's very similar to uh, how you might greet, uh, say, someone who's in a particular field, say a businessman. You say, oh, you know, how's the stock market today? Hey, how are you? How's the stock market today? Right? Right? Because um, you're approaching a businessman. You're not going to say, you know, how's your meditation, businessman? Right? You can ask him according to his interest. So... Um, this phrase comes from um, Vishwamitra Muni. Actually, it comes from Maharaj Dasarath. Uh, Vishwamitra Muni was uh, harassed by a Rakshasi demoness named uh, Tara Tara. Is that, does anybody know this story? R Rakshasi was named Tara Tara. This was millions of years ago during the time of Lord Ramchandra. And although Vishwamitra Muni was a, a fully accomplished mystic yogi. He could easily kill this Rakshashi. He considered that it was uh, improper for him to do it because he was a brahmana. Right? So killing is not the business of brahmanas. The business of brahmanas is, you know, patan patan yajan yajan, right? Um, study and teaching, study the Vedas, and worship Krishna and teach others to worship Krishna. So uh, he thought, well, I'll go to the king and uh, 
get them to take care of this Rakshashi, who is, you know, killing people and harassing all the sages in the forest. Um, so he went to Lord Ramchandra, uh, sorry, he went to Maharaj Dasarath, who was the king, and he said, uh, you know, can I, can I take your two sons, Ram and Lakshman, and, and will they come and, uh, you know, get rid of this demon, this Rakshasi? So uh, when, when uh, Vishwamitra Muni came to see Maharaj Dasarath, Maharaj Dasarath greeted him. Oh, uh, Muni Maharaj, Aishtam uh, Jatam Punar Janma Jayaya. Right? So these are the words of Maharaj Dasarath to Vishwamitra Muni. How's it going in your, you know, you live in the forest, you're a Brahmana, you're a, a sage, a Rishi. So how's it going in there? You're, you're, you know, you're working on conquering birth and death out there in the forest. <laughs> How's that happening? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> so um, this is what we're all doing also, e even though we're in quite a different situation. But um, Srila Prabhupada uh, is a fully qualified Brahmana and uh, teaching us also to become Brahmanas. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, every everyone has different dharmas, different duties, right? So, um, according to gender, we may have different obligations. Um, or we may have different obligations also according to um, our ashrama, whether we're, you know, a, a young student, that's a brahmachari, a married householder, grihastha, or uh, a retired person who is practicing a little bit of renunciation, that's the third stage, vanaprastha, or uh, a fully renounced ascetic, that's a fourth stage, sannyas, right? So each, each person according to their situation in life, male, female, brahmachari, grihastha, vanaprastha, sannyas, uh, brahman, vaishya, shudra, they have different obligations. Sachinandana Swami, yeah, he's a sannyasi. No, he, he is, he is a, um, a monk, right, right? Yeah, strict monk, that, that's called sannyas. So, um, this is a good segue, because uh, the, uh, the, one of the um, focal verses for today is from one of the Puranas, and I forget which. It might be Padma Purana. Um, maybe some of you know. It's a verse that Prabhupada often quotes. Varnashrama charvata purushena parapuman vishnur aradhyate nanyat tattosha karanam does anybody know this verse? Has anybody heard it? You've heard it? Have you heard Prabhupada quote this? Yeah, Vishnur Raradhyate Nanyat Tattosha Karanat, Karshanat. So this verse is talking about what we were just discussing that uh, there are. 
Brahmanas, Vaishyas, Kshatriyas, and Shudras, and then outside uh, there are um, people who are below the Shudras. Um, that would be people who are born outside of India, in particular. So there are these uh, four uh, varnas, or four, yeah, four varnas. Um, this is kind of abruptly we're getting into this subject, but um, it's an important subject because um, we talked about it a little bit uh, at the beginning of our japa period that um, previously many thousands or even hundreds of thousands of years ago, um, human society was organized um, in a very serious um, way to, um, to uplift our spiritual consciousness, our spiritual progress. And that system was called Varnashrama. And there are remnants of this system, even today, still in India. But they're just very faint shadows. And they're very corrupted also, right? By a lot of negative things. But originally the system was called Varna Ashrama. Varna Ashrama, Dharma. Right? The, the whole civilization is called the civilization of Varna Ashrama Dharma. Right? Dharma means... Uh, um, an inner nature, or uh, um, or it also means progress towards spiritual realization. So, um, yeah, you, it's another way of saying dharma means the inner nature of something which never changes. That's the real, literal definition of dharma, and in application, dharma can mean um, a, a, a progress, a, a, sorry, a process of spiritual progress or a method of spiritual progress is dharma because you're, progre you're progressing towards your real nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so dharma refers, it can also refer to um, duties, mundane duties and obligations which one has in society. Brahmana dharma, there's uh, Khatriya dharma, there's Vaishya dharma, Shudra dharma, right? The different obligations that one has according to one's um, position in society. Um, so they're important and they're, ne they're needed, but in the, in the ultimate sense, they're not very important. I at the end of Bhagavad Gita, after describing all these things, Krishna says to Arjuna, yeah, just forget everything I told you, you know. I, I told you about all these different kinds of yoga. I told you about all these different, you know, modes of nature, the different uh, varnas, different castes, the brahmins, kshatriyas, vaishyas. Forget about all that now. He said, sarva dharman parityajya maamekam sharanam vaja aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshaishyami mashuchaha. Right? He says... Just forget about all that stuff. Just surrender to me. He says, Where, whatever position you're in, you know, pick up the holy name of Krishna and, and just chant this holy name of Krishna. Surrender to me. And 
It says, I will protect you from any problems with your dharma. Right? If you, you know, if you fail to do whatever part of your obligations in society, if you're surrendered to me, it's taken care of. You know, I'm going to pay your bill. I'm going to pay your tab. I got it. Um, so he says, Ma Shucha, don't worry. Well, he's with us. He's accompanying us. Yeah. Yeah, we're expansions of Krishna. Actually, um, Prabhupada describes that all the jiva souls, all us tiny living entities, we are expansions of Srimati Radharani. And I was very surprised to hear that. I hadn't heard that in very many places, but Prabhupada said it very clearly. We're, we're expansions of Srimati Radharani. Um, and uh, all the living entities, not, not that we're some special people, but all the blades of grass, all the germs, all the monkeys, all the trees, all the... Um, but currently we've forgotten, and so we're suffering, and we're in this punarjanma, right? We're in the repeated birth and death, and it's sickening. Mm. Yeah, there's all... I mean, the world is full of uh, horrors while, while we're here, but also, um, you know, at the end of it, we have to, every one of us has to die. And as we get older, we may see some of our friends die, and uh, it becomes more impactful, right, to us, yeah. 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 And then there's wars, and... And if it's, if, if it's not one thing, it's going to be another. Okay, when do we have to stop? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave... I'll leave more like 15. Okay. Um, so, okay, uh, all of this is pointing to this. Uh, we've been talking about um, uh, the quest to conquer over birth and death. And we're also talking about Varnashrama, uh, society organized into um, specific groups with specific intentions. Each group has their own specific intention. And uh, those who are very interested in spiritual progress and who um, work very hard to become renounced, become uh, pure in consciousness and become devoted to Krishna, they are brahmanas. And those who are very interested in um, acquiring material wealth, uh, they are Vaishyas. Uh, and those who are very interested in ruling, uh, they are Khatriyas. Those who are uh, very interested in uh, working hard and serving others, you know, um, what do I mean by serving others? I mean, uh, taking an occupation, uh, uh, taking, taking a boss, yeah, and earning a wage, right? 
Um, this is a very curious concept, actually, though, uh, in, in Varnashrama. You know, that, um, that earning a wage puts you in the uh, lower class, right? Makes you a shudra. And um, most of us, uh, even though some of us may be born in Brahman, Brahman families, most of us, because of the way the world is now, we have to work for a wage. And here we are, we're, we're put into the position of being shudras, even though that may not be our natural inclination. Um, so it's very difficult to be a brahmana. Actually, this is really coming to my whole point today, is that um, there are, are so many uh, difficulties in the age of Kali. Right? So much difficult to actually be a brahmana in fact, it's extremely difficult to be a Kattriya. And uh, Srila Prabhupada explains to us that actually there are no Brahmanas and there are no Kshatriyas. There aren't any. I mean, you might find a rare one somewhere, right? But practically speaking, there aren't any. Right? Um, they're just people who, you know, wear wear the clothes of a Brahmana or Kshatriya, right? Um, and he says, hardly even there are any Vaishyas. Practically, there aren't any of those either. And the, uh, the statement in the uh, Shastras is, Kalo Shudra Sambhava. Now, I also don't know where that is stated, but this is something that Prabhupada quotes thousands of times. And the meaning is that in the age of Kali, everyone is a Shudra. So you don't have to wonder, you know, gee, maybe I'm a Brahmana. Nope. <laughs> We're all Shudras. Um, but we can become Brahmanas, right? As soon as you take up Krishna Seva and you put your mind at the lotus feet, of Hari, and you become a Brahmana, right? And as much as you are able to remain fixed in that practice, then, then you become a real Brahmana, right? Like a really good Brahmana, right? So that's, that's our goal. And what is the activity of a Brahmana? Patan patan yajan yajan, right? Patan, he studies the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, absorbs it, practices it, and then Patan teaches others, right? And then Yajan worships Krishna and serves Krishna, and Yajan teaches others also to how to, to how to worship Krishna. Yajan, Yajan, right? Yeah, different word. It sounds similar, but it's different meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the activity of a brahmana. And as much as we do that, there are, then we're a brahmana. And then we become um, absorbed in Krishna. And as soon as we're absorbed in Krishna, we become uh, beyond all of the bodily um, identities that you were mentioning. So um, the, the famous saying here is, natasya uh, karyam karanam chavidyate um, 
Kali Yuga memory. Now it's not going. Natasya karyam karanam chavidyate bhajana bhaktra. I forget the Sanskrit. It says, um, Oh, sorry, that's actually another verse altogether. The one I wanted to say is, um, if someone is born in the family of a brahmana, but they don't execute the activities of a brahmana, um, then what is their benefit? No benefit. And if someone is born in the family of a dog-eater, svapacha, uh, and yet they practice all the activities of worshipping Hari, then that person actually becomes a guru. Right? If he gives up his activities of you know, dog-eating, right? <laughs> and instead takes up the worship of Krishna, then he becomes a guru. And this is the qualification of guru, qualification of a brahmana, yeah. Right, someone who can lead the whole world. Um, that's Srila Prabhupada did. Um, he was able to you know, teach everyone. Although, of course, he was uh, uh, not born in, in a, a low family. But um, he taught that it doesn't matter who you are or what your birth is. So... Um, Sarvapadi vinir muktam, tatparatvena nirmalam, rishikena rishikesa sevanam, bhaktir uttama, bhaktir uchite? Yeah. Um, Sarvapadi vinir muktam, uh, to get rid of all upadis. What are upadis? Upadis are uh, designations according to one's body. Upadi means, I'm an American, I'm an Indian, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm intelligent, I'm stupid, I'm, you know, an animal, I'm uh, black, white, whatever I am. I'm a, you know, teacher, I'm an astronaut, I'm a soldier. These are all upadis, anything that has to do with our body or our mind. So, if all of these things are upadis, then what is there that's not upadi? Anybody care to say? Mm -hmm. But what does the soul do when it's beyond all upadis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, service to Krishna. Um, When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, requested, who am I, by, what was it, Sanatan Goswami? Um, when Sanatan Goswami met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 500 years ago for the first time, uh, he said, uh, uh, people accept me as a pundit. They call me pundit. And I'm so foolish that I think, yes, I, I accept what they say. I'm, I'm a pundit. Um, 
Yeah, pundit means a, a learned scholar, means a brahmana, as we've been talking about. Right? Um, yeah, pundit is kind of like the shorthand for a brahmana. And um, he says, I'm so foolish that I accept it. He says, but my fault is that I don't even know who I am. So he asks Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, to please take me beyond all of these upadis. Right? What am I beyond being a brahmana or a you know, man or woman or whatever? He says, Keami, who am I? Kano more japa tapa trai. Right? Um, why am I suffering? Who am I and why am I suffering the threefold miseries of material nature? Kano more japa tapa trai. Uh, tapa means to suffer something, right? Mm, yeah. So suffering these three three miseries of nature. Um, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says to him, he gives him the answer. Beyond all upadis, Krishna swarupoy, jivar swarupoy, Krishna nityadas. He says, that's the thing that's beyond all upadis. You are the eternal servant of Krishna. And uh, so to go beyond all upadis, to become a true brahmana, then you have to um, just become absorbed in Krishna. Sarvopadi vinir muktam, to become liberated from all bodily designations. Um, so sometimes our bodily designations are very good ones and we, we like to keep them, you know, right? <laughs> you know, like... I'm wealthy, I'm learned, people respect me, or, um, uh, you know, I'm beautiful, or I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm born in a high caste, or whatever. Whatever it is we're proud of, right? We like to keep our upadis, right? Um, I'm talented in this, that, or the other thing. But um, Srila Prabhupada stresses very often, like constantly, that none of these things will stay. They'll all be gone, and then uh, you'll have to take another birth, and there's no guarantee what you'll become. Right? You might become a dog in your next life. You might become an insect. You might become a demigod, but that's pretty rare. Um, it's, pretty, it's more common to become um, a microbe. <laughs> 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 if you just look out in the universe Krishna says in second chapter of Bhagavad Gita uh, where he's describing what the nature of the soul is uh, he says Nitya Sarvakata Stanu he says they're eternal and they're situated everywhere right every minute Micron of the creation has a soul in it, right? So, you know, in in the space in your that you can cup in your hand, there are more jiva souls than anyone can possibly count, or even conceive of counting, right? Um, on a morning walk, uh, some of the devotees were asking Prabhupada this: uh, does, does that mean that you know that? Uh, the stones have souls? Prabhupada said, yes. 
there's, there's a soul in a stone. There's a soul in a mountain. Uh, so the devotees looked around, looked up, and said, well, what about the clouds, Prabhupada? Yeah, he says, Every, wherever there is any material thing or space, some jiva soul takes advantage according to their karma and goes there. Everywhere. In every inch of space. You, even rocks, even blades of grass. You could. Um, so the devotee was looking at the cloud and, look, and saying, but Prabhupada, the, the cloud only lasts for a few seconds and then it, it just gets torn apart. Does that mean it dies? So Prabhupada kind of laughed and he said, uh, when your body gets torn to pieces, does it mean you die? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Everything has its existence for some time. Whether, and even things that we think of as inanimate objects, jada, right, that are, are dull objects. Um, the matter is dull, but inside there's a soul everywhere. Right? A, a really am, amazing concept. No, inside the piece of paper there's also souls. Mm, I took it as, it, it, Prabhupada's description was more universal than that, that, that based on this comment of Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, Sarvagata, that there are just souls everywhere. Some of them get fully conscious and developed bodies, like animals or better humans, where they can pursue a lot of activities. But most souls are in a very dull state of consciousness, and they just sit in some inanimate object, or they just sit in, you know, floating in the air, um, not, not very developed. The whole universe is pervaded by souls. And, and, and also there's... And also there's the Brahma Jyoti. This is the effulgence of Krishna, which is also made of jiva souls. But all of them are liberated souls. Right? They're not in the dull state of consciousness. Yeah. So um, there's all these technical discussions, right? We're all we're talking about varnashrama and uh, the practice of conquering birth and death, and what are upadis and um, what does it mean to be born in one ashram or another. Um, but um, ultimately, then after studying all these things, Krishna says. Bahunam janmana mante gyanavan mam prapadyante vasudeva sarvamiti samahatma sudulabha. Says that the goal of all knowledge is that after many, many millions of births and deaths of becoming learned and um, trying to study the absolute truth, a person who finally becomes truly learned, they finally understand. Krishna is the origin of everything. And Krishna is the worshipable object of everyone. And Krishna is the giver of liberation. And Krishna is the, um, the uh, proprietor of everything. And he's the enjoyer of everything. And he's the attractor. So, and then, Vasudeva um, Savamiti 
right? This is, this is the saying that Krishna, he's called Vasudev, or Vasudev, sorry, sorry, um, son of Vasudev. He's everything, right? And he is the source of all energies. He's the source of all the jivas. He's the source of all the material and spiritual worlds. And he's the lovable, worshipable object of everyone. So the end result is that we come to the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. After studying all these detailed philosophical concepts in the first nine cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam and kind of understanding the basic spiritual ideas, then we're ready to read the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And then we, we just hear about the nectar of Krishna. The nectar of Krishna, the nectar of Krishna, the nectar of Krishna. And then when we hear about Krishna, then we become really satisfied. Then we think, oh, okay, this is why I do all this uh, hearing and chanting and, you know, um, serving. It's just to hear about Krishna. So I'm going to read just one or two paragraphs from songs by the gopis because the gopis are the best devotees of Krishna. This is the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. One gopi said, My dear Krishna, ever since you took your birth in this land of Rajabhumi, everything appears to be glorious. The land of Vrindavan has become glorious and it is as if the goddess of fortune is personally always existing here. But it is only we who are very unhappy because we are searching for you but cannot see you even with our greatest effort. Our life is completely dependent upon you. Therefore, we request that you again come to us. Another gopi said, My dear Krishna, you are the life and soul even of the lotus flower that grows on the water of lakes made transparent by the clear rains of autumn. Although the lotus flowers are so beautiful, without your glance they fade away. Similarly, without you, we are also dying. Actually, we are not your wives, but are your slaves. You never spent any money for us, and yet we are simply attracted by your glance. Now, if we die without receiving your glance, you'll be responsible for our deaths. Certainly the killing of women is a great sin, and if you do not come to see us and we die, you will suffer the reactions of sin. <laughs> so please come see us. <laughs> do not think that one can be killed only by certain weapons. We are being killed by your absence. You should consider how you are responsible for killing women. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are always grateful to you because you have protected us many times from the poisonous water of the Jamuna, from the serpent Kaliya, from Bakasura, from the anger of Indra and his torrents of rain, from the forest fire and so many other incidents. You are the greatest and most powerful of all. It is wonderful for you to protect us from so many dangers. But we're surprised that you are neglecting us at this moment. <laughs> you know, I haven't read that in a long, long time. I didn't realize how funny it is. <laughs> Amazing. Krishna is very funny. 
this is one of the qualities of Krishna. Krishna has many, many qualities, and one of them is that he's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> you should consider how you're killing women. <laughs> you're very wonderful to protect us, but we're surprised that you're neglecting us at this moment. Um, so now we're in Vrindavan, and now we've gone beyond all of these discussions of philosophy, and we're just doing as Prabhupada asked us, and um, we're surrendered to Krishna's lotus feet, and we, in the morning we worship Tulsi Devi, and we're asking her to make us one of these gopis, right? We want to become gopis, yeah, Tulsi Devi. Tulsi Devi is resident of the spiritual world. In fact, she's one of Krishna's internal potencies, and she's in charge of all of the loving pastimes of the spiritual world. And she, she gives us entry into that world of loving Krishna. And that's why we worship Tulsi. Tulsi's not just a plant. Tulsi is a personality from the spiritual world who, 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 who comes into this Tulsi plant, right? Who is always there in the Tulsi plant, right? There's an ancient story that long time ago, Tulsi, Vrinda Devi was cursed to become a plant. So she came to the, the material world and became the Tulsi plant. Yeah, that's another story. That's another story of Vrindavan. Yes. So more comments, please. Of the gopis, right? Yeah. This is our aspiration. This is the particular um, quality of our lin Vaishnava lineage. There are some other Vaishnava lineages which are also very exalted um, who worship Krishna in a different mood. The Sri Vaishnavas of South India, the fo followers of Sri Ramanujacharya, uh, they worship uh, Venkateshwara in great opulence. And if you see that worship, Oh my gosh, you'll be astonished. And the perfection that they achieve in worshiping in this way. Oh, it's amazing. But our mood, the follower, as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is to be absorbed in worshiping uh, the gopis and, and the other rajajanas, the, the uh, cowherd boys, the cowherd girls, um, the mother and father, the aunts and uncles, the friends of, of Krishna, the cowherd friends, right? Um, the cows and the parrots and all those people who have very, very intimate relationship with Krishna, right? The, uh, our lineage is all about the intimacy of this loving relationship with Krishna. So we don't aspire to um, worship Krishna in great awe and reverence in Vaikuntha, with millions of Lakshmis. Instead, we, you know, goddesses of fortune and so forth. Instead, we, we aspire to become, um, you know, a cow in Vrindavan or to become a servant of, a, a maidservant of a gopi in Vrindavan or uh, to become, you know, a, a cowherd boy or um, Krishna's friend or... Yeah? It's a, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Thank you, everyone.